This episode of Continuing Mission is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. Welcome everyone to another episode of Continuing Mission, our look at the ways in which fans are keeping Star Trek alive. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and the primary focus of this show is on the fan series, or as I prefer to call them, independent productions, that tell new stories set in the Star Trek universe. In today's show, we're going to talk about Star Trek Renegades, a project that most of you have probably heard of, but maybe you don't know that much about, or maybe you contributed to the Kickstarter and are following all of the production news. Either way, there should be something interesting for you in this episode. To begin with, I'm going to take you through the basics of Renegades and what the story is about. Then I'll be joined by Tim Russ, who all fans know as Tuvok from Star Trek Voyager. Tim is not only reprising the role of Tuvok in Renegades, but he is directing the film as well. And then we'll wrap up with some of the latest information about the post-production efforts. So let's start with what exactly Star Trek Renegades is. You know, one of the interesting points of the post-TNG stories that were set in the Alpha Quadrant was that a lot of pressure was being put on the Federation as a result of the Dominion War. And really, not just the Dominion War, but prior to that, the threat of the Borg caused the Federation leadership in Starfleet to take measures in the name of protection that moved them a few steps away from the utopia that Gene Roddenberry had envisioned. Now, this upset a lot of fans who saw it as being out of line with the foundation of Star Trek. But for others, like me, it actually brought out the core of Star Trek because it forced us to face the realities of life and the difficult task of maintaining that utopia. You know, life is never a destination. It's always a work in progress, and it requires maintenance, and the Federation is really no different. As a result of the pressures being put on the Federation, though, we started to see things like leaders such as Captain Sisko taking questionable steps to achieve their goals. We saw a surge in the activity of badmirals within Starfleet. You know, these are those admirals who just seemed to be a bit out of touch with reality. And we saw just how much Section 31 could compromise Paradise as well as they worked in the shadows of the Federation in ways that undermined its very foundation. Of course, in their eyes, it was being done for the good of the Federation and its citizens. But, you know, nevertheless, it it really did compromise the principles of the Federation. Voyager, on the other hand, may have been spared the conflict raging in the Alpha Quadrant, but Janeway and her crew faced their share of strife and had their hand forced a number of times as well, requiring them to make decisions that weren't easy to stomach. Fast forward 10 years after Voyager's return from the Delta Quadrant, and the Federation is in crisis. It's not the Dominion, it's not the Borg, and it's certainly not the Paclids. This time, the pressure point revolves around natural resources and an unknown space-time phenomenon that threatens the existence of the Federation. 
The intro trailer for Renegades sets up the story in the words of Chekhov and Tuvok. So let's give it a listen. If we do not act immediately, our life as we know it, perhaps the very existence of the Federation, will end. Starfleet will not be able to assist us in this matter. Oh. There is something not quite right within Starfleet. Then we must find other means. You must assemble a new crew. Quietly. They will be hunted as outcasts and criminals. Yet, they may well be our last chance. The trailer winds down with three cards. From the team who brought you of gods and men. This is not your grandfather's Star Trek. Boldly going where no Trek has gone before. And as the Renegade's synopsis explains, the Federation's main suppliers of dilithium crystals are disappearing. Space and time have folded around several planets effectively isolating them from any contact with outside worlds. And this phenomenon is not natural. Someone or something is causing this to happen. This necessitates drastic measures, some of which are outside the Federation's normal jurisdiction. For this, Admiral Pavel Chekhov, head of Starfleet Intelligence, turns to Commander Tuvok, Voyager's former security officer and current head of the newly reorganized Section 31. Tuvok must put together a new covert renegade crew, mostly outcasts and rogues, even criminals. This new crew is tasked with finding out what is causing the folding of time and space and stopping it at all costs. But will they be able to put aside their differences and stop trying to kill one another in time to accomplish their mission? Well, that's something that we really haven't seen on Star Trek in the past, a crew that's really at odds with themselves, who, who have to overcome that in order to save the galaxy. But that's what we're setting up here in Renegades. So Renegades is bold, edgy, and a little darker than the Trek you're used to. It features many familiar faces from the Star Trek franchise, including, apart from Tim Russ and Walter Koenig, Gary Graham, Robert Picardo, Richard Hurd, and you'll recall from last week's show here on Continuing Mission, Manu Intereme. Plus, from other independent productions like Star Trek Continues, we have Grant Imahara and Vic Mignana. So, this is the setup of Renegades. To tell you more about it, to get the real inside story, I thought it would be best to go to the man behind the camera himself, Tim Russ. Tim was generous enough to sit down with me recently for a Q&A session about Star Trek Renegades, so let's find out what he had to say. Tim, it's wonderful to have you on Continuing Mission today to talk about Renegades. You know, this is a project that I've been following since it was first announced, and I'd just really like to learn more about your personal perspective and involvement in the project. So, So thank you so much for being here today. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. 
Now, your involvement in Star Trek Renegades is one of the first things that catches the attention of fans. You know, in the trailer, we've, we've got you there as Tuvok, and we've got Walter Koenig, as well as Chekhov. But this isn't your first time appearing in and directing an independent Star Trek production. You reprised the role of Tuvok, and you directed Of Gods and Men in 2007. And, and I was wondering, having experienced this process multiple times now, Tell me how a project like this comes together and how you became involved in it. Well, uh, both Gods and Men and Renegades were produced by Sky Conray. And um, he, uh, Jack Gervinho and Ethan Cook had a hand in the writing of both stories. Um, and uh, initially when I was contacted out of the blue pretty much for both projects, uh, Sky simply emailed me one day or called me as it were and said, mm-hmm. You know, um, we're doing this project, this Trek feature. We'd like to have you directed. We haven't written it yet, uh, but we're putting this together, the story and script now. So essentially, uh, both projects were just brought to me um, completely out of the blue. And and I uh, did have uh, a little bit of a hand in the story aspect of Gods and Men. Uh, not so much so with Renegades, but essentially um, I was not, uh, once I came on board, then we worked on the development of the script and had our notes and input and... Uh, and once we got into the uh, technical aspects of production and things like that, um, there were several people in the mix by that time. Oh, very interesting. The, the story of Renegades is also an interesting thing. It, it's sort of a progression of the storyline that was developing behind the scenes during Deep Space Nine, a time when Section 31 was very active in the affairs of the Federation. Now, this takes place a decade after that, so it's not like a you know direct progression or a sequel, but, but it ties in a lot to me. And, and the case here is that there is a dilithium crisis that requires extreme measures that may be unpalatable to many in the Federation. How do you personally feel as a storyteller and a Star Trek veteran about this darker path within Gene Roddenberry's overall utopian future? What what message about the future does Renegades aim to deliver? Well, I think that uh, similar to what Gene Roddenberry initially put together in terms of uh, themes for his stories, uh, there is a theme in this story. It has a lot to do with um, what decisions would you make? How far would you go? Right. Um, how many rules might you compromise to achieve a goal that is honorable and worthy um, right. and necessary? And that's the that's what the, the the crux of this whole story is about. So um, I think it's the, the departure. I think from the traditional trek that we've seen in the past has a lot more to do with the style of the way mm-hmm. this project looks in terms of the visual medium, and also the way it's um, the way it's shot by camera, and also the way that we uh, we've chosen our characters. Our characters are are not um, cut from the Federation uh, Starfleet Academy. They right. are. Um, uh, uh, an assemblance of of rogue type characters, uh, each having their own sort of life, each having their own sort of goals and and uh, motivations and things, and that's how the story essentially starts out. Um, okay. And hope and and hopefully by the end of the journey they would coalesce into a uh, you know into a team. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the directing side of it. Now, while on Voyager, you directed the episode "Living Witness." And you also directed, as I mentioned earlier, Star Trek of Gods and Men. From the director's chair, 
How did Renegades differ for you from the past projects, especially compared to working within the framework of Voyager, where you had that very established workflow of the Star Trek television series? And you know, what were the biggest challenges in bringing the Renegades story to life? And you know, what were the most rewarding moments? Well, the major difference between directing an, a feature film uh, as opposed to directing a television series is that as a television series director, you're coming on board a project that already has a style and a look that has uh, been established. And so you're basically following in that in the footsteps of whatever style has been established for that show. So you're essentially working in a producer's medium in television. And as, as a feature film, uh, in that arena, you're, the director has a little bit uh, more say about the style, the casting, the look of the project in general. The executive producers certainly can step in and, and uh, decide, you know, certain things that they want. But, but the uh, but the feature film it starts from zero. I mean, whatever is put together is put together, you know, from scratch, as opposed to something that's already in motion, like a series. And 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 for the for the most part, the the main the major challenges, of course, with an independent film is you know, generally the budget. You have to work within a certain budget. A lot of times, that's a low budget uh, these days. And also the, re- the, re- the rewarding aspect of it is the fact that you get a chance to take this canvas, which is totally blank, mm-hmm. and, uh, and bring these words from the script and put them on this canvas that makes a picture. And that's the, that is always the challenge in any case. Oh, absolutely. On the casting side of things, Tim, Star Trek Renegades involves many talented individuals who fans know not only from the Star Trek television series. Uh, you know, these are people like Walter Koenig. Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Voyager, one of your co-stars. Gary Graham, who played Saval in Enterprise. Um, and of course yourself. And also there are familiar faces from other independent Trek productions like Vic Mignogna, who plays Captain Kirk in Star Trek Continues, and Grant Imahara, who plays Sulu on Star Trek Continues. What was the process of pulling together this all-star cast? Because, I mean, you really have pulled together, not just from Star Trek, but also from other TV shows and and science fiction as well, a really stellar cast. What is it about Star Trek that continues to bring such talented veterans back and newcomers aboard? The process of casting generally is, is one that can be achieved through a casting director, uh, that's typically how a lot of projects are done. The casting director gathers a lot of names on a list, uh, some of which you might have suggested and, and the producer may have suggested, and they, they come up with on their own. And uh, they pitch them to you, say, yes, that sounds good, or no, I, I don't particularly want this individual. And then, and then you bring them in to cast them, have them read for the roles and things like that. This story was much different in terms of uh, the way it was cast. Gods and Men and Renegades both, we didn't really read people for roles. We simply selected them based on, on the people, the, the actors that we'd known, uh, worked with in the past, the actors that we wanted to be on the project mm-hmm. um, that were important to the project or that had science sci-fi backgrounds. And right. uh, I had a Rolodex of a few names and uh, Sky Conway had a, a Rolodex of a few names and we simply pooled them and put them together and kind of uh, came to an agreement on who might be best for which parts. Okay. All right. Tim, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I always, I, I know Renegades is a film, but I I'm always looking at these things because I want a new series on television like everyone does. And I'm looking at these things to think about what's the future of it? You know, where where is it headed beyond this film? Renegades is now in post-production. And how do you feel about what you have put on film, first of all? And do you see Renegades, the storyline continuing in a future film? And, and likewise, I, I know fans want to know this. 
Do you see yourself reprising the role of Tuvok again in a future project, even if it isn't related to Renegades? Well, the Renegades is actually structured as more of a series project rather than a feature. Um, and that's, the, that's initially what the, uh, the goal is for this project, is to get it into a, a, an on-running series-type format. You know, if it, ever, if it goes to feature film, that would be fabulous. You know, I, who am I to say, you know, no to that? Right, of course. Uh, and again, if somebody offers me the role of Tuvok in a feature or storyline, yeah. then um, uh, I certainly would be open to playing that role again. Cool. Um, it, it's something that it's an acting role and it's one that I've done before. So mm-hmm. it's not, not going to be a challenge or anything. So I don't mind uh, reprising that role if the opportunity comes again. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. I know a lot of Voyager fans will be very happy about that. Well, Tim, I know you don't have a lot of time and I really appreciate you taking this time with me so far. But before I let you go, are there any other projects that you're working on that you would like to tell the listeners about? And where should people go if they want to find out more about what you have in the works and keep up with the latest from Tim Russ? I just recently finished working on um, a feature film called Unbelievable. It's a uh, sci-fi comedy, very campy, very, uh, um, you know, broad, and and and, and it's cute. Um it features a major uh, character being played as a marionette, which is very funny. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that that project when it's cut together and, and uh, put out. Uh, Angelique that sounds interesting. Uh, and Stephen Fawcett are the producers. So uh, that is online. You can find that project. Unbelievable. Um, and uh, working on a project of my own, at least one or two projects of my own, a uh, feature film project and also uh, a, cu- a couple of series projects. And these are always things that are in the works. It's a, it's a, it's a constant sort of uh, um, uh, effort to to try to bring to life uh, concepts and ideas that you might have yeah. uh, simmering. And uh, I've got a couple that I like to get off the ground. I'm still playing music with my band in Los Angeles and oh, occasionally out of town. And I always look forward to doing that as well. My website is, is www.timrusswebpage.com. Just Google my name. It's the first thing that comes up. Um, there is, I've got charities on there. I've got my events calendar on there, my appearances, everything is on there and I do keep it up to date. So hopefully, uh, you can find me there anytime. Look me up and see what's going on. And again, Chris, thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure having you on, even for this short Q and A. And I really do appreciate your time, Tim. So there we go straight from the source. I really appreciate Tim taking some time out of his very busy schedule to give us a hands-on view of the project. He's just a really great guy. Now, to close out the show today, I want to look at some of the post-production news surrounding Renegades. The tentative window for release is autumn of this year, 2014. So although shooting has ended, they're still very, very busy. Now, filming has completed, and they're now in the editing stage. After that, they'll be moving on to visual effects. To that end, on April 4th, the new funding drive for visual effects was launched. Renegades really knocked the ball out of the park, to borrow an expression that Cisco would appreciate, with their original Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaigns. The new campaign is on Indiegogo, and the goal is $25,000, which is really not a lot of money at all to do the visual effects necessary for a film like this, especially in a moment when I tell you who's working on this film as well. You can really tell with these independent projects that people work on these things just purely out of their love for Star Trek. And they they bring such incredible talents to these projects. I mean, whether it's Renegades here that we're talking about today, or whether it's Star Trek Continues, or Axanar, or Phase 2, New Voyages, whatever it is, it's just, it's amazing what they can do 
with such little money. But but again, the goal here is $25,000. And there are 13 different perks for this campaign tied to donations, ranging from $10 to $5,000. And at the $10 entry point, you get a digital poster download. And this is really a huge one, by the way. This is a full 24 by 36 inch theatrical poster like you would see that the same size you would see on the wall when you go down to your theater. And that's an exclusive digital download and and also access to exclusive web content. Now, on the other end, for $5,000, there are some really unique perks. You can have your name on a building in the film itself or your image appear in a window of a passing ship. And I think this is pretty unique. I I actually don't recall exactly this type of... I've seen ones where they have walk-on, right? You can, uh, for, I don't know, a different project, like $10,000, you can have a walk-on role, like a cameo. I've seen that before. Um, Having your your image in the window of a passing ship, though, is a new one for me. It's kind of cool. So... Anyway, you can find out all of the levels by visiting the site itself, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that because this show, this episode of Continuing Mission, isn't really a pitch for funding. I just wanted you to know what's going on. And, you know, they, they do need this money because it it's there's a lot of serious special effects that are going in here. And, of course, they're doing renegades to, to try to show CBS what could be done with a, a new series and a web series. Now, the people working on the project, this is a really big thing. They have assembled a great team of artists and professionals from around the world. And you'll recognize some of the names. There's Chris Dawson, who has worked on films such as The Green Lantern, Alice in Wonderland, Titanic, and Star Trek Nemesis, which regardless of what you think about that story, it really did have some amazing visuals. There's also Yoshu Yu and Third Division, who have worked on Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, The Avengers, Oblivion, and Star Trek Into Darkness, which again, had amazing visuals, whether you bought into the story or not. It was pretty spectacular. There's also Michael Strzok, who has worked on other Star Trek productions, such as Farragut and Exeter, and Tobias Richter, whose ships are familiar to anyone who has seen the Ships of the Line calendar and the Blu-ray remastering of The Next Generation as well. He did the Enterprise in there. Tobias is also working on the independent productions Axanar and Phase 2, and I am so happy to know that Tobias is working on Renegades because he is just absolutely brilliant. That's all I can say about Tobias Richter. But all these guys here, I just it's a fantastic team that they have put together. So it's just really exciting to see a production like this come together. The cast is great. The, the Obviously, the directing is great with Tim Russ. Wonderful to see familiar faces back again, like Tuvok and Chekhov, Icheb, other familiar faces from other Star Trek productions. It's really great. And You know, I think it really speaks to the longevity of Star Trek and also to the strength of what Gene Roddenberry created. We're coming up, it's 2014 right now, two years from now in 2016, it's going to be the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. It's incredible. And I I think the reason it's endured is that Gene created a vehicle of limitless possibilities that adapts as the decades go by, to allow a new audience to explore the challenges of their time 
while never losing those who have loved it all along. You know, I I grew up with TOS, and I was into Star Trek long before the next generation ever came around. I've loved every incarnation. My favorite is probably Deep Space Nine, which might be why I find a project like Renegade so interesting as well, because it is that somewhat darker take. So Star Trek endures, and Renegades is a great example. Now, I'll leave you with another teaser of the story for the second Renegades trailer before I close out the show. So here's a little more of what we can expect. Federation is on the verge of collapse. I will bring the Federation to their knees for what their portal did to us. We have urgent matters to discuss. We have nothing to discuss. intriguing stuff there. And now I know that audio doesn't do it justice. So hop over to the Renegades website at StarTrekRenegades.com to watch both of the trailers that I included in the show today, as well as a wealth of interview videos with various actors in the film. Now you can follow the development of Renegades on their Facebook page at Facebook.com slash STR the series. That's all one word. And on Twitter, where their username is Trek Renegades. Well, it's been great learning more about Renegades from Tim today, but this is just one of the Trek topics we've been talking about on Trek FM this week. So here's a quick look at what else you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. Dr. McCoy with Larry Nemechek. But, you know, when everybody else had their Kirk shirt or their Spock shirt, like the first uniform I had my mom make me was a McCoy uniform, of course. Earl Grey. 
the 7-7 Challenge. Did you know that Tim Russ was one of the possible choices for Commander Jordan But did you know he was also in Star Trek Generations? But did you know he was also served with Captain Sulu on board the Excelsior? I did know that, in fact. The Orb. Our Man Bashir Commentary. I love Avery. Tell me what happens next. <laughs> and the look. The look up at an angle. He's yes. not even looking at Bashir. He's no. looking up at the angle. Tell me it's... what happens next. The ready room. Spectre of the gun. They just, they're so quick to jump to conclusions. Like, the guy gets shot in front of them and they're like, Death! is the only thing that's real on this planet. You're like, wait a minute, how do you know that? That could just be a total figment of your imagination as well. To the journey! Favorite slime commentary. Yeah, Janeway is... uh, You better get more coffee, sweetie. It's going to be a long day. Ensign Kim is going to put you through some hell. Warp 5. Alternate outcomes of the Zindi crisis. But the Enterprise is heavily damaged. We're talking practically destroyed everything but a shell maybe the saucer section is the only thing that's still around and 80 percent of the crew dies commentary trek stars rick bourbon and star trek it's kind of a moving target so he found some dimensionality he made it into a cube <laughs> yeah and so he was able to move things around in there a board cube mm. <laughs> continuing mission Star Trek Equinox. John Savage actually came up with the premise for the story, but they needed somebody to flesh it out, to develop it. And so they sent me John's premise, and I just, well, it expanded into the script for the project that we're doing. Melodic Treks. The Borg in Music. In when when they released it as a Blu-ray, they combined them. They connected them, and there's no delay. There's they they cut off that music, and then it's just like, oh, that didn't work. Literary treks. Rise of the Federation, Tower of Babel. Saval talks about this idea that you know people mutually consent to abide by these rules for their collective benefit. The idea that you know absolute unfettered freedom is just a ridiculous idea. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out all of these shows and get in on our daily Trek Talk. We have new Trek Talk for you every day of the week, and some days we even have two shows for you. And you'll find them in a wide variety of places, including on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Windows Phone, Xbox, Zune, or you can download or stream from our website. And going back to iTunes, be sure to visit our new home in the iTunes store, where you'll find our dedicated artist page and section where we're now able to group and highlight our shows and episodes to help you find past content that you may not have heard yet. It's hard to believe, but we're approaching a thousand episodes here on Trek FM. So there really is a wealth of interviews and discussion waiting for you there in iTunes. So the quickest way to get there is to simply go to iTunes.com slash Trek FM. And we'll be highlighting, you know, different featured topics and such each week. Uh, so, so visit often and find out what we're pulling up for you from our deep catalog of Star Trek discussion. Also, while you're there, if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to leave us a star rating and a written review. We really love to hear from you. And it also helps other Star Trek fans find the show, you know, as they're looking for content in the iTunes store. 
Now, if you'd like to share your thoughts with us about Renegades, uh, anything that Tim Russ said today or anything else that I talked about, you can do that in a variety of ways. You can go to our website at trek.fm contact. There's a form there. Choose to send to a show and choose continuing mission, and that will come to me by email. You can also send us a voicemail through the website, or you can go to our forums at trek.fm forums to talk to us and other listeners, not only about continuing mission or renegades, but anything about Star Trek you want to discuss. We have many, many different sections there for you. Now, if social media is your thing, you'll find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm, and you'll find us on Twitter where we're tweeting away about Star Trek all the time under username trekfm. Now, if you'd like to find me, you can find me on Twitter as well. My username is C Brian Jones. That's the letter C and Brian with a Y. You can find me pretty much everywhere in social media under that same username, as well as on my personal website at cbrianjones.com. And then elsewhere on the network here, I do quite a few shows. I do two shows with Matthew Rushing. The first is Literary Treks, where we talk about Star Trek books and comics, and we interview authors. We've had pretty much every big author in the Star Trek literary universe these days on our show Uh, multiple times for interviews. And and what we do is we bring you sort of like DVD extras, but for books. So if you want to know what goes on behind the scenes of writing your favorite Star Trek novels, Literary Treks is definitely a place to go. Matthew and I also do The Orb together, where we talk exclusively about Deep Space Nine. And then I do Warp 5, which is a lot like The Orb as well, but we talk exclusively about Enterprise. And I host that show along with different guests from our family of hosts all across the network and others from the world of Star Trek, you know, like Larry Nemechek and Dave Rossi, Doug Drexler on, Robbie Duncan McNeil, Brandon Braga, lots of great people waiting for you there on Warp 5. I also do an interview show called Matterstream, which is about science and social issues and creative things that are inspired by Star Trek, not necessarily directly about Star Trek. And then you'll find me every week on The Ready Room, which is our flagship show, where you'll find hosts from all around. We get together in groups, usually of four, and we talk about Star Trek news and all five live action Star Trek series on there. It's a lot of fun. So check out all of these shows and, you know, find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe. Before I let you go, I'd like to tell you about our sponsor for today's show, audible.com. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks online. They have over 150,000 titles waiting for you right now, and they add hundreds of new titles every single week. You know, when new books come out these days, there's usually an audio version as well, and you can grab that from Audible. But they also have lots of classics. They have bestsellers. They have lots of Star Trek books as well. Um, You know, mysteries, business books, just any genre you can think of. They've got it all there. And as a Trek Film listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice just for trying Audible. And the way you do that is to go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up. Then choose whatever book you want. And there's nothing to lose because if at the end of the trial you decide Audible's not right for you, you get to keep that free book. So give it a try. You know, if you love podcasts and you're not already listening to audiobooks, you're really going to love them. I've been getting my audiobooks from Audible for 14 years now, and I have no plans to stop anytime soon. And if you're already getting audiobooks from another source, Audible really is the best place to get them. Great selection, great pricing. So um, go check it out, and you'll be helping us keep continuing mission coming to you 
at the same time. Again, you'll find that offer at audibletrial.com slash trekafilm. And we really thank Audible for supporting Continuing Mission and the network. And there's one more thing you can do to help us keep this show and all of our other shows coming to you. We have 16 shows all together. And that is to make a donation to the network. Our shows are free for you to download and stream, but they're not free for us to produce. So we really do appreciate any help that you can give us in covering the costs of production, storage, and bandwidth. The way you can make a donation is to go to trek.fm/donate, And we have different contribution levels waiting for you there. But we also have some fantastic original alien illustrations for you done by Tobu Ushi, who is a great artist who does most of the artwork that you see on our website. And we have those as badges and as art prints. And you can mix and match. Choose which you want in which format. So go check those out as well. Trek.fm slash donate. And we really thank you for your support and helping us keep the network going. Well, again, I hope you enjoyed the show today about Star Trek Renegades. Once again, big thank you to Tim Russ for taking some time out for me. Thanks everyone for listening. And join me again next time here on this continuing mission. And let's see what's out there. <laughs>